Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, standing okay. six, foot, six foot two, 299 pounds. He's dropping those LBs from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, you're a dated reference. Abortion is healthcare. Good call. I like your updated ideas, Jackson Maine. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabrus. Arthur, give a shout out. What? Arthur's in the living room because the office is too cold because I have the windows open because I'm a fucking sweater. Speaking of fucking sweaters, this guy's wearing one from the Blank Jack Pod. He's an entrepreneur. You know Ben Hosley. Whoa, what a fucking sight to behold. I mean, just seeing you go through that is beautiful. That... <laughs> death stare that you're just like looking just beyond your laptop. I mean, it's incredible, Gabrus. It truly is. Thank you. Yeah, I have to snap into my like uh, pro wrestler energy that I have deep inside of me. I guess it's oh, not that deep. Fucking... I'm sitting here in a mullet and a headband. I guess I... I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You fucking are basically wearing something that Hulk Hogan probably wore in like 1996. Yeah. So I think you're able to lock in pretty well. Yeah, I'm pretty close there. Uh, Ben, this has been this is so fun for you to come on here. I've done the podcast that you produce, ben Blank Check, a bunch of times, and yeah. we chopped it up yeah. a bunch. I have more in common with you than Griffin or David, so it's nice. That is true. <laughs> As both two scumming bags from the tri-state area, like I think we kind of yeah have a little bit more of a similar wavelength going. Yes, I think uh, uh, Griffin is from uh, a different tri-state energy than the rest of us. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like a little bit more sort of like went to the cool art school, you know, went to the summer camp with all of the people that went on to be movers and shakers. You and I are a little bit more like men of a ditch, sort yeah. of. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I'm sort of like porn I'm like suburb trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Well, I'm stoked to have you on. You pitched an idea for a topic that has been on my mind a lot lately. And, uh, oh, shit. 
Yeah, because you've been t- you you said like like what about side hustles and fucking grind set mindset and uh, and that shit is so fucking prevalent now. And I just want to kick it off by saying this: the main reason it's such a huge thing is that no employer pays like no no corporation, no job, no business can take care of us anymore. Well, those days are gone. Like the whole mentality of even just working at one place for 50 years and then retiring that that's not a thing anymore and you're right it has become so part of like our culture where we are all basically just looking to make money wherever we can we have like multiple revenue streams going at one time because being broke means arguably death in america like you know like money is so important that like if you don't have a job you don't get health insurance if you don't get health insurance you can't go to the doctor if you don't go to the doctor you fucking die and so it's like i, I don't want to be fully socialist gabers in this moment but like the grind set is mindset is sort of like the government wins like <laughs> corporations win by the grind set mindset and because there's no upward mobility at a company. If you were to get hired at some company, you you like you would have to have side gigs and constantly be th- looking at other jobs because no employer like respects their employee. I mean, I shouldn't say no, but like a lot of the old jobs that used to be like, I would take this job and then I'll get to a reasonable point and then but now with like everything costs so much money, school going sending your kids to college costs a fortune, having a house, renting a mortgage, all that shit costs so much money and jobs just treat us like such shit and they could pull the rug out from under you at any time. You got to be selling fucking, you know, uh, what what are they called? Sunken jeans or whatever, whatever the fuck you do. Hey, they're buried jeans. <laughs> buried jeans. We'll get into me. it. We'll get into it. <laughs> no, but well, I know like, you We kind of I mean, have even... to. Like, like fucking yeah. Conan O'Brien has a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, like you have to. It's fucking brutal. I have two brutal. podcasts. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I host a TV show, and I still can barely fucking keep my like uh, finances above water. Like, I need more side gigs, which is insane because it's scrambling my fucking brain. <laughs> yeah, like to keep up and like be able to do all of those things well. It's like it's such a challenge just in itself to manage all of that, right? From an emotional, physical level, like just to stay on top and be on all the time. I mean, a big part too of what we're talking about is like, if you're pursuing the arts in any way, this is like kind of baked into kind of what you have to do with like starting out. You have to just be like, if you want to pursue music, you've got to pursue music, right? And like play live shows, but you also maybe got to try and then do music for podcasts right yeah like wait find tables. some other like, yeah. side well then of course I mean, yeah God. like because the survivor job element is part of being an artist early on because not a lot of people get paid but now like even like tv jobs aren't like enough to keep a, an actor alive and there's not enough of them and you don't get enough so every single actor you know has like 11 other i mean george clooney is a legendary actor and he made all his money in fucking tequila you know what i mean like That's so everyone, insane everyone's got fucking side hustles because nothing real you need to have four revenues and you're like oh thank god now that i'm more famous more people will buy my tequila and then i'll be making actual money and it's like that's the sad thing too is like the only way to get super rich is to like own a company. You can't like you. Everything is like you got to be ownership or you got to be in charge. Every, 
everyone's seeking out the entrepreneur energy, the getting bought out energy rather than being like, oh, I have a good because no employer is like, hey, here's a reasonable salary. And every couple of years, you'll get a good raise because you're a good employee. And here's good benefits. And don't worry, we're not going to lay you off the second the stock uh, drops or whatever. We're not going to take some huge gamble and let Elon Musk buy us and fire all you guys. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much yeah. going on that you're like, in order to survive, you need five revenue streams because two could evaporate it tomorrow. <laughs> well, like, the thing with like Clooney, I mean, that's such a great example. And it is so wild to me, too, that that's how he made all of his, like, the, the, the majority of his money he's made from that. It's also just weird that, like, he got into acting, right, to like to pursue this craft. And like, at what point does it become like part of the dream to be like, oh, I can't wait to like talk to these investors. Oh, man, I can't wait to just get in the room with a VC and just really pick his brain. I mean, that is the fucking last thing that any of us wanted to do when we were getting into pursuing any kind of like creative sort of path. Now, Ben, you touched on something that I've been talking a lot about off mic with friends. I don't know what I consider success anymore. My old metric used to be like, oh, I want to just be making people laugh and not having to be a bartender anymore. You know what I mean? Sure. And I'm like, that's all I wanted. in my. Uh, and now it feels like any description of success in the arts involves money. Like someone like we talk about success in not like. Yo, do you know how many Patreons Blank Check has? Do you know how many Patreons Action Boys have? You know what I mean? Like, we talk about success in money, like record co uh, sports contracts is like the first example of like, well, you know he's good. He gets $100 million for three seasons or whatever. N like, now it's all about the money. And so like, because when I first started out, did I want to be a sitcom actor for like eight seasons of a show? Not necessarily, not a show that I didn't find super funny or like was in my sense of humor. But now... I would take that job and be happy and I would consider myself successful. Is money the thing that makes me feel and and is this my is it my fault or is it because if you don't make money you die? Like is it like you know what I mean? Like and you never know when the it's going to stop happening. Like every time I see like overall Patreon numbers go down, I'm like what if if I lose a Patreon then I, that is my survivor job, right? I'm fucked if I don't have a Patreon. I don't know where totally. I go. <laughs> Totally. So, same. Same for us. We're like watching that and being like, fuck, wait, do we have to like, do I, should I change something? Like, what should we do? You know, should we shorten our episode? Should we lengthen our episode? Should we add a 10? Should we do a $10 tier? Should we do a $4 tier and get people in for what less? What do you want? Yes. And then asking fucking subscribers and podcast listeners what they want. You know, everyone's going to say something fucking different and you can't uh, yeah. manage all of So I'm, I'm stuck in this space where I'm like, cause I'm like, what does 2023 hold? What do I want? And if the answer is just money, then why am I working in entertainment? Why am I working in comedy? If I want just money, and I do want money, I kind of need money. I'd love to own a house or like feel safe for like four years and be like, I'm okay for the next three years off of a, a small salary or whatever. But I don't want to aim exclusively for money in my, I'm going to throw the word art in here in like, heavy fucking air quotes but like like i want to do what i do i would like money but do i have to steer and even you find yourself artistically and creatively being like well no one's gonna fucking buy that and then it's like wait that's not why i got into this business i didn't get into the business to sell projects to develop yeah. to pitch that's not like what but 
that's the big windfalls in the business. And then you're like, but wait, why am I seeking a big windfall? Like, I thought I wanted to just do this. Like, like if, if you found out like Bob Dylan, like Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan's not the good, a good example because of his beliefs or whatever, but be, like Bob Dylan's like, and please buy merch. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. No, like seriously, like I, I've, you know, Bob Dylan's like, I wrote a song that's sort of, you know, just about like sort of the, the repression of a certain like population of people in this country also you should check out you know the new fucking beer cozy i have that goes along with the fucking song that's like so depressing <laughs> it's so it's so it's so fucking real how much like that affects all for here here's an example i've used i maybe have talked about this on the pod before so forgive me listeners but i remember after the pc and mac ads with hodgman and justin long uh, sure. Dimitri, Dimitri Martin had a series of MSN ads that were like trying to compete, like Microsoft ads that were kind of like Dimitri at the whiteboard uh, uh, at the easel, kind of trying to, for them to push back a little. And I remember hearing at the time, this was in my old apartment, so it could be 08, 09, somewhere in there. And I remember at the time hearing Zach Galifianakis turned it down because of money, like uh, because it, it was selling out to him. Now, yeah. Would any artist be called a sellout in 2022, 2023, whenever this, like, no, there's no, no selling out is not a thing anymore, right? Or it else doesn't we exist would, anymore. No. And as a matter of fact, it's kind of flipped where we root for these big celebrities to get their bag. Like, we're like, yeah. hell yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm stoked that Terramina is taking off. And it's like, Hell yeah, Larry David. Yo, you got a sponsorship fucking crypto, dude. That's right. That's the right thing to do. Because I have a lot of strong beliefs. I don't think actors, like big actors who are making money should be in commercials. That should be for the struggling actors. Because that used yeah. to be like a windfall that would keep a struggling actor alive. Even like guest stars, when big celebrities wouldn't do movies, like uh, TV guest stars were like for people who are up and coming. And now those sure. are like, now, you know, any because everyone needs money and there's no such thing as selling out anymore. You could be a huge movie star and pop into a fucking Netflix fucking like come eat is it cake or whatever, you know? Like they there, all do no, it. They all are right. like, when am I gonna do my streaming thing? Yeah. And everyone does and then also people are like, oh, launching Patreons, just like having a producer that makes them a Patreon, and then like doing all this shit that is just like, wait, I wish we could shame rich people a little bit. <laughs> So that the dirty garbage shit could be left for us dirty garbage people. Dude, it's like, okay, so because you were touching upon this before, it's like, what is the goalpost anymore? It truly, it's like, even yes. just because we know comedy, like, I don't know what, like, how to measure success necessarily, right? And when you're not just talking about money. And here's the fucked up thing too now, right? Because like having worked for a couple of different companies, like doing behind the scenes stuff as a producer, like they would just shove down our throats, look at TikTok, find people on YouTube and you watch this stuff. And these people are making money. Like they're making a ton of money from like having a subscriber base or, you know, shelling whatever kind of bullshit they have, like, you know, with all their followers. Whatever promo codes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Not like, you know, hey, I'm sure we're going to cut to a fucking ad at some point on this show, right? 100%. Yeah, thank you. Promo code mighty. Yeah. It's part of the business. (laughs) If you were, if you, if you were in a TV show, there'd be three commercial breaks during it. You know what I mean? And you're like, and that wouldn't be like, no one would, 
bat an eye at that. Like that's how we keep stuff on air and that's how we like stuff makes money. But like, yes, yeah, seeking out like these people who are making a fortune online also now get to be in TV because TV or movies are so desperate to get the eyeballs that the TikTokers and YouTubers have. So like, let's put this guy in the movie. Let's put this Chinese uh, actor who everyone knows in China in this movie because hopefully we'll get a bunch of Chinese people to watch it. Uh, like the Chinese population will watch it down the line. And then it's like, wait, this we're aiming for just like financial success, which again is like sort of antithetical to art. It is. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, so I'm not going to say what company or like who it is or anything, but just like I worked for a company where they basically got butt influencers to do a podcast. Okay. Butt, butt influencers? They had nice butts and they a bunch, a bunch of guys follow them because they they post pictures of their butts. They, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all about that grind set, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you got they, the butt and you're not risking your life, uh, keep maintaining it, fucking promote that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, I'm not hating on it. It's just no one tested if they were good at talking on a microphone and they, they kind of weren't. And the thing like that, I feel like I learned from that lesson is like, it's, if you are only obsessed about the money and you're only thinking about the money, like it's crazy that it's like become like almost like people were surprised. They're like, Oh, well wait, this, this isn't a good product. It's like, yeah, you didn't do anything but invest in like basically something that you think was a sure bet. But like people ultimately are going to know better than that. They're not just going to want to listen to something just because they follow some person on the internet. No, like, some people it, are there, good there has at to podcasting. Be something. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. fully like comedy, not even being a good funny comedian translates well to being a good podcaster, but certainly having a nice ass isn't a one-to-one -to, -one to being a good podcaster. Now, no, I it could work out so. that you could be a podcaster with a nice ass. I mean, I'm talking to Ben Hosley right now. Dude's got quite the fucking backyard on him. And yep. like, damn, son, that back porch. I know you hang out on the front porch, but he's got quite the back porch as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a big porch guy. Um, it's like sort of a thing we refer to on Blank Check. I've watched a lot of like really like, you know, masterful, like, you know, beautiful like movies on porches. That's kind of how I grew up. <laughs> That sort of vibe uh, was the only place we had a, like where to go, so we would just have to hit the porch. Say no more, fam. I get it. I get it. Um, but so this like pursuit of money, it's like, well, I gotta have a podcast. Well, I gotta have, and it's gotta have video, and then we gotta do it in a studio, and then we gotta do this, and it's like, and then shit is like, I find myself being like jealous of things that are just money. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, I yeah. would love to have had that because that would have been some money. And then I'm like, wait. This is like now making art and then making money off that art is not as tacky as seeking making money via art, like aiming for the target of making money. But also, am I wrong in that? Like, is is the goal now money? Like, are we in such a capitalistic shit that you like honest? Like if you like. An artist needs to make money or else they're just not going to be an artist anymore. For sure. There's right. no place to now, live for free anymore. <laughs> but okay, but here's the thing. Like I judge people that make money, right? And are wildly successful where the whole thing is they just play video games and people watch them play video games. And I'm like, that that is nothing. How is that a thing? But like people who are really into that shit are probably like, 
yo, that is like, this guy is a, a, he paints when he plays, right? Right. And so I'm, I'm like also left being like, so then what the fuck is even art anymore? What the fuck is like, like right, something like, that people are going to look back on? Now, I'm sure, like, for example, to use the podcast that you, you work with, bl- bl- the Blank Check guys, like, yeah. David is a, a, a writer, but, uh, and Griffin is an actor, but they're also these podcasters. And, they might not consider what they do art, but like other people would have that energy towards, I guess, like Twitch streamers that they might have towards podcasters like, oh, and talking about movies is art. And like, that's kind of like, you're like, okay, yeah, that's actually, we're talking about art. Is that considered art? Like, is that meta? Is that like, and then that's where it gets a little complex because right. Video games are art is watching someone play it. We watch people play sports. You know what I mean? Like, do we watch people? And by the way, Cut to 2023, grind set mindset. Your boy is going to be Twitch streaming. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, I, like, shit. Okay. I got to figure something out, man. I need to I need to get like I need to get another revenue stream going. And I sit here and play 2 hours of video games a fucking night, like, you know, like an hour and a half a day, and I'm like, uh, I should just fucking Gabriel, roll. You're fucking up. You're fucking up. But see, I've monetized so many of my hobbies that it's like, <laughs> it's like fuck me up in a weird way, right? Like I don't have anything that's just up. for myself. And that's part of the grind set mindset is like, I'm on like a real fitness journey right now. I'm like, I got to drop weight. And then I'm like, should I make a piece of art or documentary about this? And then I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't. I should just, but I'm like, that might help me commit to it. Ooh, and it might make a few extra bucks, a few extra bucks and a forced commitment that could really go the long. And then I'm like, ugh, but that sounds like tacky. Like I, I should do some shit for myself. I feel like I have mined my personality and my secrets and my loves for cash to such a degree where I'm like, people <laughs> like listen to me and they're like, oh, we know this loser loves action movies or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I feel so fucking. I feel grimy, but at the same time, what other option do I have? Like, you know what I mean? If I make a few extra hundred bucks a month doing it, that's like keeps my family eating food and pays for Cobra health insurance. You know what I mean? Like hard yeah. not hard not to think like that. And, th- and and that's what breaks my heart is that my mind breaks my heart, hyperbole. But that's what uh, fucks me up yeah. is that like I get into that headspace of like, shit, maybe I should. And I think if I, if a friend of mine started their like weight loss weight loss journey YouTube series, I might be like, oh fuck this dude. But then I would yeah. be like, <laughs> right? And now I'm like, maybe I should do it. Like it's I'm, <laughs> it's such a negative headspace to be in where like I don't trust. Like I'm like so judgmental of myself that it then projected onto other people. And like here, here's a light version of it. Like the sort of internet social media influencing. Now I don't fully do it. I don't seek it out. But every once in a while, I get a weed product that I like. I tag them in an Instagram story under the auspices that hopefully they will send me free shit. And sometimes, because right. I have enough followers, because I've, you know, whatever, D-level famous, I'll tag a weed company and they're like, oh, glad to see you like our product. We'd love to drop some off if you want to do another post or something. They don't even say that. It's just kind of understood. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I smoke weed. I don't want to pay for it. So if you're going to send me free weed, I'll do this. Now, can't do I see the dark side of this force of like cut to me. I'm like, I love Hilton hotels. I'm staying at the Hilton. Like, and if it gets me free shit, that's currency. Does that, but that starts to feel like now I'm selling out like my personal image for the sake of like this. And it's like, 
but am I? No one else seems to care. You know what I mean? Like we're we're like we, we're never. I, mean, gonna I don't know of- though. I think people care. It's it's hard to say because I'm so judgmental too of that shit. Like a hundred percent. And I think the fucking weirdest part of like mining or rather like maneuvering in this world is we're all like basically personal brands, right? Like where you're thinking about yourself and your currency, like in this way, like, and like kind of different ways where it's like, well, I'm an actual person, right? And I have real feelings and, (laughs) and I am maybe a little bit different (laughs) than I am when I'm on or performing on my podcast or doing, you know, a character on a show. Like I'm different than that. But at the same time, it's like you're you're you have to like think about your fucking public persona, which is like insane. Like, how is it that we're all now doing this? Kids are doing this. Fucking high school kids are thinking about like how are people going to perceive me based on like my fucking profile picture? Like just simple shit like that. We're like fabricating who we are via social media. Obviously, this is not like a new thought, but like we're not we're all kind of lying about who we are and who we are to each other and shit like that. You know, every once in a while I find myself say like my friend and then I go, "Well, it's actually just someone who I follow on Twitter and they follow me back and we you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's yeah. I mean, is that a friend in 2022? Maybe. Like I like I would be hesitant to call a person like that my friend, you know what I mean? Like it and why? And what's the big deal? I call someone a friend. But for me, I have like this personal thing of like, well, I have real friends that I don't want them to be conflated with like a guy I follow on Twitter with like someone who's yeah. been there for me in dark times in my life. Like that's a re- like and then so I I feel the same way about like product and shit like that and like uh influencing and stuff like there are stuff that I actually really like, but I don't want to be out there going like, you know, you got, got, and anyone listening to this episode, we're about to smash cut to a fresh direct ad or whatever. But like, <laughs> I know I keep like, just like waiting for that, like transition, like for the listener, it's going to be really just like really hit for them. Yeah, Hopefully it'll be like, we're all fucking personal brands. Here's the deal, guys. I love for mattresses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me, I can't sleep without Miracle Brand sheets. <laughs> we, what is it? Dad, we, dad grass, dad da- grass. Yeah, hell yeah, I got tons of that shit over here. <laughs> I do too. We actually, uh, the new thing they have that we're about to try out on Mike is that uh, they have dog biscuits, so CBD dog biscuits. So we're gonna give that a crunch. Hell yeah, can't wait. Eating on Mike, my fucking favorite dog. Yeah, fans love it. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. But like we're in a situation where it is kind of untenable where where eventually we can't live our lives. We just have to keep our eight side hustles afloat, right? Like that. And then you tell yourself, like, for example, you're you're a guy who has a few side hustles. We have like you put out this the slow Xmas album, the slow Christmas album, which I just listened to a couple of tracks off the new one. I'm hyped. My wife overheard us blasting Carol here and she's very into it. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, we will be bumping, we will be bumping this album. We, you will be getting 0.003 cents via Spotify from your boy, oh, from your God. boy Gabris over and over again. Hell yeah. Hell well, yeah. uh, but like you're a guy with a side hustle and you like making the slow Xmas album because it's, cause I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting here. So if I, if I overstep, like, if you're like, that's not true, tell me, but like mm. you find these side hustles, you're like, oh shit, I actually kind of really like doing this. It's not exactly comedy what I want to be doing, but it's, and then you find it being like a little bit successful and you're like, fuck, if I, 
just worked a little bit harder at that, that could be another income stream. And then you're like, well, that was a fun thing. And now it's a job. Like you just like, like I turned like weed into a job by accident, you know, (laughs) where I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to post about that. Oh, right. I got to go to this weed event. And I'm like, wait, no, this used to be something I did because I hated working. (laughs) Now I, now I work like for it in a weird way. (laughs) I mean, dude, truly you've arrived. If you're getting paid to be like a weed head, I mean, come on. Like, (laughs) can you imagine? telling your fucking self in high school like someday dude what you're doing right now this is the ultimate training like doing bong hits dude if i end up doing like a twitch stream and i make some a decent amount of money from weed and video games like i will like hold my bank statement in front of my mother's face and be like you were wrong (laughs) these things are gonna make me successful i'm 41 (laughs) years old fighting with my mom (laughs) i fucking proved it to you okay all those fucking dryer sheets i was fucking using to make a fucking spoof with all right it all fucking paid off ma Oh, um, you know, you bought right. me a Nintendo as a babysitter, and now you're mad that I'm 41 and play PS- PS5 every night. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I'm fucking in the top 50%, okay, of earners on fucking Twitch, so there. Yeah, of course, then also, too, like, when you tell your parents about this stuff, they don't fucking know what the fuck you're talking about. So, again, it's like, for them, they're so, like, out of touch. They are like, What? what do you mean you like they're used to the old way of like yeah you work for one company like so it's like it's so hard to even just instill in your parents that you're actually doing well because they're just like what what's patreon i don't like what the fuck is this what are you talking about but wouldn't it be nice if like something paid enough that you could go like i don't uh, let me not worry about side hustles for and that's the other thing about employers if employers paid better you would get your employees more focused that no one you wouldn't have a bunch of side gigs if you paid your marketing executives more they wouldn't be selling clothes on Poshmark on the weekend if if uh if you paid your podcasters more they wouldn't be launching separate solo patreons to try to keep uh the money flowing <laughs> if 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 a writer's room was more than six weeks or shows got picked uh. up for more than eight episodes or movies actually paid residuals on streaming, these actors wouldn't all have to also then be in commercials. And if commercials actually paid well, then we, like like and it's all coming from the top. It's all because, you know, now we're getting into the fucking the billionaires are not grind set mindset. They're not side hustling. They're fucking well, because t- they don't have to. Right. The machinery for them is designed so that it just is self-perpetuating their wealth. I mean, it's like rigged, right? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, in, in this way that it's like, I don't even think I could fully appreciate it. And I have like the little bit of, uh, enough of a sense just like having now started my own business. Right. And like having to go through like the process of like fucking doing taxes for that bullshit. And you you see like, oh, this is how these motherfuckers who are billionaires pay no fucking taxes. Well, I remember like I became because I became a corporation a few years ago and I was like Sick, me too. And I, and then you're like, oh, this is insane how much <laughs> I benefit from just being I get treated better money wise as a corporation than I do as a person. Now that's insane. <laughs> but it is insane. I'm taking advantage of it on like a small level. These guys are taking advantage on it on like a level that like sways how the world is works. And they make that's, fucking more money than countries like in the world do, right? Like yeah. they're fucking whatever yearly earnings. Yeah, their GDP is higher than like a shit ton of countries, whatever. That's fucking disgusting. And like 
let's shrink that a little bit from billionaires, like zoom out a little bit. And like, I feel like even in all these artistic endeavors that we're talking about, once you reach, there's like a weird, what's the word I'm looking for? There's like a weird place you can reach where then it's almost, you don't have to hustle anymore. It feels like it, because of Hollywood and like that industry, I feel like once you get to a certain level, you just keep getting chances. That's what it feels like when you watch TV and movies. It's just like, well, Ryan Reynolds is in everything now. And great, he's fine. And people and he's bankable. But we gotta maybe take him out of two movies and keep him in the hundred millionaire range. Just take him out of two movies and give two new actors a chance that like might oh, pop some and like, but it doesn't matter because once you break through, it's all about that. You know what I mean? It's like, I hope we can get this person. Oh, like Pat Oswalt, great guy, very funny. There's no need for him to be guest starring on all these shows. Like, he probably makes a fortune fucking touring. He's got Netflix specials. He's been a star of, a, uh, he's been a recurring on different TV shows. But it's like, yeah. if you're going to put me or Pat Oswalt, like, I get it. Pat Oswalt brings more to your show because we all believe that celebrities are the only thing that get eyeballs on stuff. But at the same time, what about. Given someone who hasn't been like who ha- who isn't in everything an opportunity, like fucking Ryan Reynolds had a goddamn docu series, yeah, about being and a millionaire that bought something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> two exactly. Mil- two millionaires buying stuff is like the name, and it- it's a decent show and it's a fun premise and I-, I love it. But like, he's getting paid to invest in this business that is Wrexham. It's like so complicated. It's like, and it's like, you see the fucking, the money grab, even just like, cause it's like fucking Ted Lasso is like a success. Right. And it's like, I think I even know like the storyline for what they did him and uh, Rob, like, like they started it, I think before that show came out and hit necessarily. Right. So it's like, they can't, but still it's just like, it's yeah. It's a show about them making money where like the tension is, Oh no, are they, gonna get the investment back like is it gonna be worth it like that's what the drama of the fucking show is yeah i know we love shit like that we love shark tank we love people like and the and that's part of the problem i think with society like that's again dramatic and me hip firing here but everyone's seeking out that like quick payday everyone's seeking out that huge windfall that like i have a million dollar idea Nobody's aiming to be like I. I, I just want to make a hundred and fifty grand a year working in TV, like, and not and not have to bust my ass. Like, which, by the way, is my dream. Like, I just want like, <laughs> like I don't need a million dollars. I'll take a million dollars, but I just want to get to a level where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm killing myself to just stay alive. But everyone feels that way, so everyone, no one wants to take a, a fifteen dollar an hour job. God. God help us. That's not even the minimum wage. But like no one wants to take a a $15 an hour job because they're like, fuck, that'll waste my time. I have this billion dollar idea because everything has to be millions and billions because those are the only people that survive. And also people go broke from being super rich too. Like it's it's fucking it's so scary out there. And so super rich people want to hold on to their money as possible. Uh, Very rich people want to get to the super rich level. You know what I mean? Like I'll do another commercial because what if entertainment ends? Like what if LA floods? You know what I mean? Yes, I'll be in more shit and it doesn't hurt me. No one goes, can't believe John Hamm's doing, I mean, some people go, I can't believe John Hamm's doing H&R blocks, but like, more people should say that. Like, <laughs> like doing Mercedes VO at, after being Don Draper, 
cool. But yeah. doing H&R Block commercials in person, it's like, no, dude, just go back to popping up in movies and TV shows and shit. Okay, so here, let me tell you how I'm helping. Okay? here, This is how I'm helping out with what we're talking about. Hell yeah, please. No one is po- spotlighting how this shit is dumb as fuck. And so Slow Christmas, I do like doing it. I wouldn't say like before, it's actually something I've ever made money doing. Uh, I mean- <laughs> The, the the it's covers right so cover song someone else owns the rights I, i'm like i would have to get so many plays on spotify for it right because you're ever sp- ever get me like any money because you're splitting like there's like that the split between performer and writer and the you know like as we know from uh if you've watched the last waltz documentary uh and we know the band we know robbie robertson writing all the songs is made him rich and made those guys grind for the rest of their fucking careers yeah yeah oh my god i mean learning too. even just like it's so different than like publishing podcasting because like um, we're publishing podcasts because music it's like it's this weird real estate in a totally different way that like legit like like there's like i've had to like fucking i mean okay so this journey i'm on i have had to have like major record companies like sign a contract that i fucking wrote like it's like so stupid that i've taken it this far it's kind of fucking crazy like i'm talking about like major like i've had email exchanges with major fucking record (laughs) companies where i'm like all right so this artist of yours yeah they just gotta like sign this waiver like make sure they're okay like everything's like squared away like i've taken this shit so far gabrus it's fucking crazy now that's funny wait before uh, hold that hold that thought because i want to just throw something else out there another part of the grind set mindset is you're a musician and a podcaster i'm a podcast but i've now had to learn how to upload dropbox record and now you're like and email guests and schedule. And now you have to like learn about business content. It's like, no, no, this isn't what I wanted to do. I just want to make fucking music. But like, I want to be an actor. I hate thinking about going to premieres and choosing out and picking out outfits and getting my picture taken and going places and posting and networking. Like that's all shit I don't want to do, but it's part of the business, but it's nothing like actually acting. That emailing fucking MCA to see if you can get blah, blah, blah. That's nothing like actually making music and now because of grind set mindset you're like fuck well this isn't just for fun i'm not just making this to pass the disc around with some friends it's gonna go up i gotta do it right and now all of a sudden you're in like doing a job you never wanted to do (laughs) i mean yeah i'm pretending to be a fucking lawyer like i know what the fuck i'm doing like i know even how to format writing a fucking contract i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm like (laughs) looking up i'm googling how to write contract music company like i you know like i don't know what the fuck i'm like going after here i mean so far it's been working out i mean i was able to get some pretty big like names involved like last year same with this year the basic concept is it's just i have uh artists um you know djs bands basically contribute uh any kind of holiday song it's just got to be slow and my whole philosophy is christmas music it just it was too fast it needed to slow down That's my major philosophy. That's what I've been saying for yeah. 10 years. Slow down uh, Christmas yeah. music, please. Too fast. Too fast, okay? I'm trying to enjoy the holidays, and I'm trying to fucking take it down, okay? Chill the fuck out, right? That's so awesome, though. I, I have this dumb premise, and 
I've just been able to keep going with it and just keep pushing it further and pushing it further. I mean, I even this year, I'm hoping that this will work out. Do you know Roman Mars? He's been on the yes. show before, Blank Check. Yeah. I mean, I listened to 99% Invisible for like four years. Like the dude's, his voice is legendary. <laughs> his voice is incredible. And I, I got somebody like that to agree to do a reading, like a slow reading for the album. So it's like, <laughs> I'm always right taking these stupid skills that we've all honed and just being like how far can i fucking take this like yeah. where when does this end and i'm at this point like i'm like already now like in the process of talking to like an ensemble and like getting i was like talking to a fucking cello player and a fucking violinist and like <laughs> trying to like make that happen in time for this like release i don't think it's gonna but it, it's just like it's really fucking stupid because this is how we kind of all are functioning these days. Right. Right. And there's a part of you that's like, oh, this is fun. Now, and But then when you cross a certain like time invested part, you're like, shit, I think I got to start making money on this somehow. I'm Dude. like fucking 40 hours in on this project and it's like for kicks, allegedly. <laughs> and now right. I'm like, this is an absolute right. This was a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember when this was a bit? Fuck. I mean, look, truly, I mean, like, I have boxes in my fucking apartment of clothes because I also, John, decided, hey, I've always like been into streetwear. I've always like really liked fashion. Like, growing up was like, like really into like, like skateboarding and like wearing like skating brands and shit and like would wait in line. My new toy, to, like, my new toy machine T-shirt, my fucking independent uh, rope belt. You know, I, I oh, had all. Hell yeah, yeah. You, you don't grow up it's a so '90s kid on Long Island. Around. Yeah, without fucking rocking your uh, Stussy hat backwards and, and your fucking oh, skate. Man. I was a skater too. I uh, I was a skater boy. I said, "See you later, boy." You know. <laughs> Damn. Wait. Okay. Because we're. I mean, like, I'm a heavy set guy too. Um, and I was definitely a chunker kid and I loved the idea of skating. I loved like thinking I was fucking cool, but I could barely get my fucking fat ass off the fucking air to do like, just like the fucking basic tricks. I almost never ollied. I once pop shoved it like a little bit and I would just skate with all my friends and we would skate to like destinations and just, you know, and I think you can relate to this steal stuff and vandalize places. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, sure, 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 sure. Yep. But even then, mm -hmm. I would be like a hundred yards behind my friends, being like, "They're like, come on, gamers!" And I'm like, "It's a slight uphill. <laughs> I don't have the cardio Thankfully, for streets." It was sports. like some fucking mall cop like chasing you, so it was like that's not like they're <laughs> yeah. gonna be that athletic anyway. Yeah, we, so <laughs> we never got to like cop level drama. I mean, we did, but not uh, in my skating years. When sure, we were super sure. young, we would skate over to Brand's Bicycle Shop in Wanta, where they had. Uh, a little skateboard section. We'd go in there and just be like loud and obnoxious enough till one of us could swipe a four one one VHS. <laughs> you know, like oh, shit. Uh, we would just be like, or like steel ball bearing. Like uh, the big one was like trying to get Bauer sevens, like reaching in and grabbing a bunch of. Uh, uh, were they called bearings? Yeah, bearings. So reaching and grab some bearings, yeah. and getting the fuck out of there. I remember we would just okay. steal trucks. We would do anything we could to steal, like to oh, keep man. our skateboarding. I knew we were going to get into this. I love it. <laughs> Okay, did you have the brand in in Long Island? Uh, the like, like local electronics uh, brand was called the Wiz. Yeah, nobody beat them. Yeah, we beat the fucking Wiz, my friends and I. 
because <laughs> this is making me feel so old too. Because like truly, I'm like just like picturing somebody in their early twenties listening to what I'm about to say. It just makes me fucking cringe. But <laughs> there was an era when you would buy fucking CDs, okay? And CDs yeah. were kind of new. <laughs> And like the jewel case within the jewel case buried in there, there were like the manufacturer would have a scanner, right? Like that would make the fucking like, you know, security system go off. But the whiz was behind. They're still fucking running fucking Microsoft fucking 93 or whatever the fuck at that point, you know? Yeah. So they hadn't introduced whatever like sort of like you know, I don't know, fucking scanning system that they needed to use that. So they just would slap on an adhesive security tag. So my friends and I would just take a fucking razor and we'd go in and we'd just cut it out of the cellophane and stuff it down our pants and we'd be walking out with just like a fucking, like a fucking flat looking like we're like, you know, the hardest abbed motherfucker <laughs> on the fucking, uh, you know, on, in the town. Like we were like, Getting away with truly so much fucking merchandise, my, it was fucking crazy. My friend's mom came into his room one time, and we had remember when they one of the theft prevention things was having those big plastic handles on uh, oh, CDs yeah. and tapes that like went like another foot. And she saw us with like twelve CDs and all those things. She was like, uh, "Don't they usually take those off at the store?" And we were like, uh, "They must have forgot." And we're like, "We clearly just robbed the fucking Sam Goody." We called Sam Goody Sam Greedy, and we would steal from them all the time too because they were in the Hell mall. Yeah. Oh, my dad's dude. like, "Why do you have all of these Dylan bootlegs? Don't these things fucking cost like forty dollars?" I'm like, "I like." I like him. He's good. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's worth the investment. I'll pick up more lifeguarding hours next summer. <laughs> Ask no yeah. more questions, please. <laughs> you know what? Those things really did explode ink all over here, too. Oh, that's a fuck. I, I, we never had those. I, I never dealt with those ones. We just had the weird long plastic ones. Uh, I knew people who had like, bought one of those, found like online one of those guns that removes those beeper tags from clothes. <sighs> That's so smart. Wow. And they would go in to the uh, put on like a, a bunch of shit, put their street clothes back on, all the tags pulled out, just leave them somewhere in the department store and walk out kind of like fucking uh, Joey and friends rocking like eight <laughs> shirts and eight pairs of pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, um, th that was th those days were fun. Those days were good. I, I look back fondly. Um, Okay, but I just, I wanted to finish quickly the thought. Oh, sorry. So with my clothing brand. No, no, it's okay. It's just, again, another stupid thing that so many celebrities do. The obvious answer, like Kanye, I mean, like, uh, fucking Spanx, like right? The Kardashians. Like, there's so many of these, like, celebrities out there that have, like, you know, Adidas does, like, fucking crossovers with just, like, athletes, right? Obviously. But, like, does crossovers with everything and anything. Yeah, collabs like with a, everyone. And, and if you want to shrink it down even smaller, uh, bands have merch, podcasts have merch, comedians have merch. And that's like not exactly a clothing line design, but it is you're trying to sell apparel to make some side money. But you're what we're talking about with congratulations is like a real like you're not selling like Ben Haas. Listen to our podcast. You're selling like clothes to wear. I'm selling fucking fashion. berry jeans, yeah. dude. 
Yeah, dude. Okay, so Barry Jeans, let's now reveal what it is because I'm sure people are just dying to hear. Uh, it's I mean, I'm dying thing. to reveal what it is because it is super funny to even me. Like, okay. I first heard about it when I did like the Mad Max episode of Blankcheck, and I couldn't, uh, I have yeah. not stopped thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, okay, so with with like starting out your own streetwear brand like the obvious thing you do is you silk screen shirts right you maybe like get a little bit more advanced and you do your own embroidery designs again you're only just buying though you're not like making your own clothes you're buying just basically like big batches of t-shirts and then printing on them or batches of hats and then embroidering on them like and i have come up with some different designs they're like very stupid and like I don't take anything too seriously. I'm just trying to have fun with it. Um, but I was like, I want to be able to like broaden this line of clothes that I'm offering beyond just like the normal stuff. So I'm like, how can I create my own jeans, right? What can I do? Well, I could modify them by burying them in the ground for a year. And I put seeds in the pockets and I did that in my parents' backyard. The neighbors did think that I murdered them because I was wearing a ski mask, because of course I had to film it. The process of the bear. To prove. Because, you yeah. know, you, you need that for just like, you know, promotional purposes later. Uh, thankfully, they didn't call the cops. It was all fine. I, I took them back out of the ground. It fucking worked, man. The fucking roots grew into the pants. They got like all kind of like, like, you know, like that effect you get like from jeans or it looks like they took sandpaper to it and it's like kind of just like really like diminished and like distressed. Hell like it yeah. just like they came out looking fucking incredible. I mean, I have not washed them because again, that's like how they're supposed to be presented, right? Like they're basically natural couture. Okay. Uh, I now have them currently on the website. It's congratulations.com. So basically it's Y-O-U in the name. And you can see all the products. I 3D scanned the jeans. They're available for $1,000. Hell yeah. (laughs) And Hey, a year of effort went into them. Yeah, I mean, these are one of a kind. They come on a mannequin like leg right? With a platform. So truly you can just display them in your home. I mean, it's a work of art. It's sculpture really more than anything. Yeah. You don't have to wear them necessarily. No, I I didn't know about the berry jeans because I was, I, the one I remember from when I did the pod was you had some hanging off a dock or wanted to get them in the ocean or something like that. David Sims, the co-host of blank check, he has access to a, like a, a relative's like beach house that's like on the water and i was really trying to sell him on a different sort of concept i've been playing around with which is salt jeans jeans that have been in the water for a really long time and they get all salty you know dude all you need is like a crab trap and a buoy and you just sink them and then you go get them in a month (laughs) he just was not fucking into it he said like no i refuse he's like i'm a father i'm busy i have five side hustles (laughs) this is fucking crazy i'm not doing this for you um but yeah, so no, so the, that's the that's the other concept uh, as far as just like naturally distressing genes uh, that I have kind of cooking up. But yeah, you know, so I I've now basically have uh, a, a a hustle as far as like trying to make music right and release yeah. music. I have my own record company basically, and I have my own clothing brand. So I truly, I mean, like I I feel like now I have to just keep 
going with this and just like I have a few different business ideas I thought I could run by you if you're if you're okay with that. Bro, that is perfect. Let's cuz this is where I'm at for 2023. I lost, you know, if if my travel show doesn't come back, which it's looking like it doesn't, and then I also lost this Spotify uh live show I was doing. Like oh, I damn. I'm yeah, I've lost a couple of streams, so I need to find new ones. And of course, the Spotify Live one was completely overpaid and <laughs> insane that they did that. But I'm happy to have had it. It's now gone, so I need to find some space. So, like, I've been on this same thing. I've been talking to my wife about it. Like, that's why Twitch streaming is and and listeners of this pod is that something you'd be intrigued by? Me t- playing video games and riffing uh, high <laughs> as fuck? Let me know. Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm strongly considering it because I need, I don't know, is it like podcasting though? Is there no more money to be made in Twitch? Like, I feel like I can hopefully harness my small following and see if like that, like that could make, because I don't need a lot of money for the revenue stream to make sense for my time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't sure. mind trying to build something. Like, you're not like, fuck, I didn't get rich off congratulations in 2022. Shut it down. Like we know, like we got to let, we got to give it a a fair shake. You know, I was doing podcasting for four years before anything got started making real money. Cause here's the thing. I mean, you mentioned the show you did with Pally, which was great by the way. I watched a bunch of the series. I downloaded the, the season. I recommend everyone out there who hasn't yet to do it. It's really fucking fun. Oh, thanks, bud. I like that's truly like a dream, like kind of like thing to do. I feel like for both of you guys, I know you mentioned like the last time, like that was like that's a thing for comedians to get to do, and that's, you guys did it. It's fucking it's sick! A, it, literally the best job I've ever had. I I want to yeah. try to recreate that for the rest of my life. And you know what? Didn't make a lot of money, but then I'm like, fuck, that's there. I go. I found my artistic like. I think I'm good at being myself while eating and drinking and I love engaging with strangers and I like to talk about food and and drinks and activities with strangers via my podcast, via my, you know, so it it makes sense for what I like and I enjoyed it thoroughly and I don't need to make a lot of money to do that, like to, to enjoy doing that. So for me, I'm like, oh, I found a path I like, but that's something that's hard to recreate without like a network asking, like I would, it would be a crazy pop off to like launch a youtube series where i'm traveling oh like <laughs> you would a have lot to of- fucking have an insane budget right that you're right. out of your own fucking pocket because like it's not only just like paying people it's also like you have to fucking do the insurance like you all this go like, other fucking yeah. bullshit you have to <laughs> go somewhere you have to book travel it's like there's so much fucking shit you have to like think of but i just mentioned the show again love it um like Pally, he has uh, been a frequent guest on this menswear uh, podcast throwing called fits. Throwing Fits. Yeah, which uh, they they were shouting you out, fucking James, one of the hosts. He just could not get your goddamn fucking name right the whole time. He kept calling you Garbus. <laughs> so I feel like if anything, you better fucking go on that show and just talk some sense into those two boys. Anyway, <laughs> they have fucking really made a fucking success out of like doing their like basically spinoff clothing line. Like they have like brought it to a fucking crazy fucking level where they're like now getting like to curate like i forget the fucking of course like the name of the fucking um website right now give me one sec but like they truly like for me are like an influence where it's just like i like started out doing this thing it took me forever and ever to actually like get it off the ground but like 
I've seen them like actually really make a success out of it. Now, again, they know actually what the fuck they're doing and they know what they're talking about. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be anywhere near a fucking expert like they are, but but hey, like, give yourself a few years doing it. You, uh, first of all, I'm not an I'm not an expert on podcasting. People have been producing podcasts way longer than you have, but you have a good, solid product that people like. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. You eventually get there. You eventually get the skill set. People eventually yeah. get on board. So, like, that's that's powerful. That's something that, that's a strong human characteristic to have in this world is like, I'm okay with trying something that I might not be good at for a while. I, it's like a superpower to be like, because it's so, I, I have a lot of people in my life that I know, friends, family, even peers in the industry, who don't want to do anything that they might look shitty at or be unsuccessful at for a couple of years. You know, even on the smaller scale, like people who are like, I don't know if that's sports for me. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I'm like, yeah, I'm terrible at it too, but I have fun doing it. So I'll, I'll do, like, people won't do stuff they're bad at, you know? Because, yeah. Like, you've got to be bad at stuff at some point. You can't be good at everything. <laughs> you got to start right, bad. And- and also, like, there is, like, probably, you know, if you're at a certain level, there's this high expectation that it's got to be, like, pristine and clean and polished. But also, that's, like, sometimes unattainable because you're doing it yourself. You don't have this giant corporation backing you. So it's, like, you're going to make mistakes. You just got to try and do the best you can with it. And, like, also, it should be just something that you're doing for fun, doing for the art of it, like, the creativity. Right. Um, uh, so, okay. So anyway, uh, the name of the site they uh, curated stuff for was Mr. Porter, which has great fashion. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they uh, they have like really made a name for themselves and it's really impressive. But I want to now pitch you some of these other hustles here in the last few minutes we got together. Okay. Yeah, please. Um, these are 2023 ideas. These are rough ideas. Okay. So I hate going to the gym. I think it stinks. I just don't like being there. But I want to like, I want to try and get in shape, right? So here's, this is a loose concept. Maybe this is like something that like, you know, again, pitched to a VC or something. I think we should make a rock gym, but it's rocks, like rocks, right? Like stones. Like picking up rocks. Okay. And moving them, right? Which takes a lot of work on your feet. We then start building monuments, right? So there's a purpose to this, okay? You can, can you can get a bunch of people out of local park. They start stacking up fucking rocks. Sooner or later, you got a goddamn pyramid, okay? And then everyone can fucking celebrate. Are you asking people to this... volunteer to be slaves? <laughs> no, <laughs> because you're getting something out of it. You're, you're getting, getting fitness like, you're, out. You're paying you're a membership fitness, fee to get in the... <laughs> Now, if it is to honor me, like that's just you know whatever that's not a big icing. deal don't that's get distracted <laughs> by that i'm saying it's just it's about you getting out in the world and working out and lifting and feeling good about yourself <laughs> fuck all right okay da- next <laughs> uh and for that next. reason i'm out <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's not gonna work for me um okay paintings right? Everybody loves paintings in their home. Um, it's like something too, where it's like Etsy, there's just so much you can get. Right. And it's like, obviously there's like a way to curate art or to like find local artists. There's all these different ways of approaching it. But like what I want to offer is I want to offer this really particular kind of painting, which is eye hole paintings. 
It's the kind of painting that you can hide behind a false wall and use to look and peep on people. I think that that is something that I've always really enjoyed in cartoons, and I don't see it in the marketplace right now, and I think there's a big hole for it right now. A little hole. Two little holes. <laughs> two little holes. <laughs> tiny little holes. It's a big hole in the market, and the two little holes in the painting. Uh, okay, yeah. so portraits where the eyes are cut out so you can go behind it and look. And I guess it doesn't have to be, a por- they don't have to be in the eye holes of the of the painting. It could be, you know painting of two horses fucking and the eyes are still hidden and you could still creep and watch. It doesn't have to be a portrait of a person. No, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it, it could be. Okay, I'm in. A, 25 a grand. All right, great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, and then here's my last one and then what we can we can wrap up just because I, I think this is the one that maybe it's going to hit. Maybe those two were kind of more, you know, like stupid, but this one's really smart. Okay, I want to start my own film festival. Ooh, okay. What's the conceit here? What's the conceit that makes it absolutely unsuccessful? <laughs> it's where filmmakers make movies that I would like. It's the Ben Film Festival. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like, here's the thing. Film festivals, right? It's a racket. Okay. And I'm just trying to be upfront with it. I'm the guy who created it and you got to make movies that I like. Well, to be fair... That is on the easy side. And like, I think, no, I think this is the most viable one because people don't necessarily have to make a movie to get into the festival. They may have a movie they think works for you. And then maybe down sure. the road in three years of the Hazfest, people are like, fuck, I got a movie that I think, I, I got an idea that I think would be perfect for Hazfest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you have the adjacent connection to the film industry and like, you know, film buffs and movie buffs that we, they're, mm-hmm. they're familiar with who you are. Like, dude, I, I kind of like this one because you're not asking people to create for it. You're curating no. to start, but then from there, who knows where it goes from there. And it's yeah. just like, you play one old favorite. You license one movie, have like that director come by and like show off and be like, yeah, he, uh, Ben wanted smoking aces at his fucking film festival <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah dude yeah i'm into this one because i would love to be like actually this movie would work for hazfest let me submit it you know what i mean like that's really fun and i want to give also up and coming like uh filmmakers a chance too. like i have this platform i'm doing this like you know like sort of pseudo bit but also why not like try and like maybe like let a young and up and coming filmmaker have a platform and yeah. like get to like have people see their work and maybe actually something would come of it you know so it's like part kind of stupid and fun but like also could actually lead to maybe something down the line which is like more or less my vibe i mean honestly start small set up in may you're going to show eight short films at some theater and like seek out uh submissions from people if you think you made yeah. a movie that i would like re- email it to hosfest at gmail.com <laughs> and then you'll you'll watch a bunch of movies which is kind of a fun job get out these must play well on a porch is kind of like the like yeah. the saying right mm-hmm. and then yeah you go like hey great work this isn't exactly right for hosfest but i'm proud of what you did uh next year uh feel free to submit something else you know like you it's that's very doable and then also 
freaks who like like you will be like, well, I'm a lot like hot. Let me go fucking do his shit. Let me go to his film festival. I bet you I'll like some of these movies. I'm a fucking porch freak like he is. Let's go. But don't get arrested. Like that's I guess maybe the one thing I should stipulate on my behalf. Like don't actually commit a crime. Yeah, no, do not actually commit a crime. No. <laughs> Make let's keep this fictional, you know. Maybe I, yeah, maybe we won't start out with documentary stuff just because, in case, you know. Okay, so I, I didn't even understand what you meant by crime, but you're like, you're a Haas Fest people will want to make crime, true crime documentaries where they're the subject <laughs> and the director. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a documentary about this crime I'm committing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think legally that's just like a real mess for me. Well, I'm not that great with the law, but well, let's talk. What if what if Hazfest was play only in international waters, like in a boat offshore, oh, and then you could okay. show snuff films and crime mm-hmm. documentaries mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm interested, but I think again, starting off small, right? That mm-hmm. being the key word here, trying to charter a boat and then plan for a bunch of people to get on that boat and then take it out to international waters and hope that I don't get attacked by pirates. That feels like a lot to take on. Yeah, that's too But much. maybe year two, you know? Yes, maybe in the second year of Hot <laughs> we could be out fighting Somali pirates as part of it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, wow. All right. Well, I'm glad that you are responding so well to that idea. I'm, I think I'm just going to have to like run with it. Um, of the so. three of the three so far, that's my favorite that I think this right, is the strongest. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I mean, and look, I, I'm not a visionary, you know, you're a visionary. So like, if you believe in these other things, push it. But I would say the Haas fe- the Haas fest is something I could see working like truly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's All very right. viable, wow, and you really have the connections. You have the platform. If the guys, if the two very best friends let you shout out your fucking submission email, there's enough listeners of Blank Check that are probably also amateur filmmakers. They might be down to make a Hazfest uh, movie. Oh, they'll let me do it. Trust me, I know those guys. <laughs> Trust me, I'm in charge of editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust exactly. me, I'm the last person to listen to each cut. <laughs> they so, don't uh, actually can't stop me from cutting. <laughs> maybe I don't even mention it while they're around, and yeah, I just, just add it in later. ADR. Hazfest <laughs> coming soon to a cruise ship off the shore of Miami near you. Oh, Ben, did you edit this episode? (laughs) I did, yeah. um. (laughs) Well, don't cut anything in. Hosfest 2023. (laughs) Submissions now. Hosfest.com.net.film. Three dots, please. Uh, I like those (laughs) ideas, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in this real headspace of like, no bits. Like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next in this. Because the industry is like, cracked in a weird way and i i'm in a specific situation where i'm like i don't have anything i'm beholden to which is scary but i'm it's also sort of positive i'm like what is the next fucking exit i check out on this highway like what what's the next rest stop i get off at and and snoop around and i feel like monetizing my hobby of video games also and maybe most of it is just so that my, uh, I don't get any like dirty looks from my wife when it's like, how long have you been in that? <laughs> and they're playing video games. Like now I'll be happy to be like, it's for work, babe. <laughs> this is research. This is my job. <laughs> 
I think because like watching action movies has become my job because of Action Boys. So right. I'll be like, sorry, yeah. Tiff, I don't know what you're doing tonight, but I have to watch FX too. You know, like, I'm sorry, but it's my job. I got to sit down and watch FX too. So it feels cool to have that. And I'm like, maybe I want that for video games. But at the same time, I think I'm going to need something. That's a, a market full of people. Like I'm not yeah. asking. I don't have like a new revolutionary idea. I just have the idea that I'm actually very funny. And like that might be you my You are angle. very funny. <laughs> and I you could imagine about people who do that kind of content. You they're know, not they don't I, have to be funny that's not part of their job like they're they're right. just playing a video game that's what people are excited about i'm seeking out people who are like yeah i'll watch this stone guy get lost in assassin's creed valhalla while he riffs jokes the whole time i'm in like that's the that's the crowd i'm seeking out so tweet at me if you think <laughs> i just yeah. tweet at ben uh, which one of your business which one of his businesses sounds the best tweet at me Thank if you. you think i yeah. should twitch stream um also go to i mean we'll get to real plug soon but Download Ben. Well, let's get to real plugs now. I'm going to shout out yours. You might as well shout them out. Check out fucking right. congratulations.com uh, with a right. U, Y O U in the middle. We'll put that link in the show notes of this episode. So uh, take it out. Look there. Shop around. I like the poster that's for sale in the store, the I'm a dog <laughs> poster. That's a very cool poster. <laughs> I'll send you some shit too, Gabrus. Oh, hell yeah. I'll take you. Got a couple of double XLs laying around. I'm in. Oh uh, yeah, baby. yeah, and and guess what? You send me a free shirt, you guaranteed one Instagram story out of it with a link to your store. Oh shit! Okay, Yo, and you know I, mean, I also look good in a tea. <laughs> that's like uh, that's. I mean, I need that. I need that. So it's happening. Okay. Hell yeah. And also, you should make your own rolling papers. That's the thing I've been looking into. You can just customize rolling papers. Just saying. Mm, oh, <laughs> uh, Emma, delete that part. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's off. That's that's the shit I got to start looking into is like, OK, what would I like? But I'd also and again, we talk about this a lot. The problem is you don't want to become a person who's just doing shipping and handling all the time, too. Right. Like it's, like that's it's annoying as fuck. No. And that's why T public is like sites like that that take a huge slice and like but you just get offloaded up from any difficulty from it. Though They work for that reason because of laziness but the real way to make that money is to have a box of fucking uh posters in your house and ship them out yourself which is a nightmare <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> which is it's not so annoying like it's like making the contracts for other musicians it's like i just want to make music i just want to make clothes i don't want to have to but part of it is i just want to do comedy which means i have to learn how zoom works get a zoom h6 be able to troubleshoot audio issues uh schedule a, a conversation with ben make sure that my wi-fi is working like a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with having a funny chat with a friend goes into doing right. this so going into making t-shirts also is now you're like the ups guys know who you are <laughs> like they sure do <laughs> fuck uh and where can people find slow xmas um okay so they can go to uh spotify or bandcamp look up slow christmas uh there's a new release coming out um i'm not sure exactly when this ep is going to drop um this will be uh maybe late december early january well it depends when does your album come out i can like make it uh splash sick okay the album comes out december 19th we've okay, got well, this will come out yeah, december go. 22nd then fucking perfect all right so it's out right now if you want to just like slow down during the holidays this is the album for you we've got 
great artists such as Evan Kurtman. Uh, we have uh, Jim Shorts, a Rhode Island-based punk band. We have uh, this really awesome band called Heavy Gus. They're doing a cover song. It's a, a Polish holiday cover song. They sang it in Polish. It's really beautiful. Some of this is fun. Some of this is really just like gorgeous music. So ca- check it out. Carol is gorgeous. The car- like that version I heard that you sent me is fucking awesome. I I put it on my Thank big you. speakers, turned it up, and my wife came into my room and said, "What is this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, it's my friend Ben who's on my pod. He do- does this slow Christmas album." She's like, "I absolutely love this." So that's two oh, votes man. for that. And my wife's a music Thank nerd. You. I am not a music head. She's a music head. She like oh, she's a fucking on on point. So that'll get a lot of Big plays over in the Gabrus household. So uh, cool. We'll, uh, we'll get that cranking. We'll get you. We'll get you up to like eight cents by the end of uh, the new year. <laughs> Perfect. Just what I need. Eight cents. Um, you can follow me on Twitter if if people are still going to be doing that at, by at, by the time this comes out. I mean, honestly, truly, that is like a joke, though, right? Like we're all going to stay on it anyway. It's I'm writing this Hosley. thing. I'm writing this thing down to the end. I'm not jumping to any other platform. I'll be happy to be down to just IG, and I will like keep Twitter as long as it stays alive. But I will not go to Hive, Mastodon, Post, whatever people are talking about. I'm trying to have less social media in my life. So for now, I'll just ride Twitter into the fucking lava. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck right down into hell i'm on yeah. it the only way i'll go anywhere else is if i make my own social media app which again you know okay this, that's like the, big picture it's big yeah. picture that'll yeah. be for yeah. next year's uh episode where you come on and talk about let's <laughs> let's make this i want to make this an annual tradition ben let's at the okay. end of every year let you yeah. come on high and mighty and we come up with business plans for ourselves for the new year oh dude that's a huge honor i'll i've 100 percent will take you yeah take we'll call you up it, on that we'll call it like for business forecasting with hosley or whatever but <laughs> <laughs> grind set mindset with ben hosley dog <laughs> yep returns okay well we'll see how i do we'll yeah. see how things turn out right um, we'll be able to come back with some actual feedback and be like i was banned from twitch for using too many slurs or whatever you know like whatever you know hypothetically whatever happens <laughs> I'll never be able to pitch Sony again. It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it. The the, the festival didn't go well, but let's just put it this um, way. Win Butler slashed my tires. Like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) Fuck. Um, Yeah. So you can follow me though on Twitter, IG uh, at Ben Hosley, B N H O S L E Y. And um, listen to blank check. It's a cool movie podcast. Yeah, sign up for their Patreon. Uh, fucking throw, throw a few bones everyone's way. Uh, speaking of th- uh, sign up for their Patreon, if you're not listening to Action Boys at actionboys.biz, I'd appreciate that. And if you haven't watched 101 Places to Party Before You Die, it's now available on HBO Max. How easy is that? Do it. Bye, shitheads! That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) No. 
somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I'm dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.